0: My name is Mike Stark. And I am Richard Waggoner. We're back. as we say, hurt. All right, we're back. We took a week off. We're back again with another edition of Radio Waves. My name
1: is Mike Stark. With Richard Waggoner.
0: And joining us today is Dave Beasing. How are you, Dave? I'm
2: good. And I love your theme song. I love your theme music. So, well, I was that was donated by a listener. So. Yeah, that is so that is so cool. Uh, you should get listeners to donate all kinds of things like money, you know. <laughs> what a concept,
0: huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk about podcasting at, at the end of this uh, little thing and maybe you can give us some tips on how we can Get some money for this. but uh, Patreon. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we're going to talk about the last two columns. The column prior to this week was on ratings. Uh, what's happening in the ratings, Richard?
1: Well, I think the big news and probably the biggest news in a while in the ratings was finally a change at the top and not the very, very, very top, although there was. That's not the one I was concerned about. Coast is no longer number one and they've been number one for most of the past year. Uh, Number one was actually uh, K-Earth, which was always kind of a close number two for most of the year. But the big surprise to me was Kiss FM. They they jumped from I don't know what they were before about 8th place or something. I don't think they've been higher than 3rd in the last couple of years. And they're number 2 now with a 5.0 share. So And they're number
2: 22554 also Richard up yeah. from 6th.
1: That's then mm-hmm. that's a pretty big change. So I'm trying to think why is it? Because top 40s finally coming out of the doldrums or they are we getting music that people want to hear again? Are they promoting more? Uh we'll see if this sticks. Uh, none I vote D none of the above
2: um but the but good for them uh, it's great and and it could be a, a a panel change not to say that they don't didn't earn the meters uh the loyalty of the meters that are in the new panel uh there's a switch towards wearables uh by Nielsen instead of the uh 70s drug dealer pager method of uh measuring ratings it's moving now to the um, early 2000s uh Apple watch version of, um, wearable pay- PPM stuff, or maybe the, the clip, uh, that, uh, yeah,
1: those well, are, that, that would explain kisses rise and coast drop then. Right. I don't
2: know. No, I, <laughs> it, but it does cause it, it's, there's turnover in the, in the panel for sure. And always, and, uh, good for them. Uh, K earth, you know, I, I want to join you in congratulating K-Earth also. They are also 2554 uh, number one champs and ranked third 1834 playing music that a lot of 1834s weren't around for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. And one thing that I've noticed, not that this is the reason for their success, but they have gotten some new jingles that use the old K-Earth melody. But they've really contemporized them and made them very short for short attention spans, given them a, a hipper sound. Uh, and they're having listeners start to to sing it more and more as well. So
1: um, that's kind of interesting, kind of fun. Short attention spans. So the old jingles that were one second long are now. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> you got to get it down to half a second. <laughs> so anything else in the ratings, Richard, that are uh, of note? Well, the surprising thing Coast being down, they they're tied for 5th, but there's a three-way tie for 5th, so the it was another surprise. I don't I I think it has to be somewhat of a meter change because I can't believe Coast would drop that far that quickly. Um and they're still obviously in a good situation, but it just surprised me because they've been number 1, number 2 for most of the past, I think 3 years.
0: Is it time to start the Christmas music now? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I bet that starts next month actually. Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, You know, a huh? few things. Alt actually uh, is still beating K Rock, but they're pretty close, and they're both kind of up. Uh, Alt is up at a two four, and Rock at a two 2.1, um, both of them above two shares, which is nice. It's one of those odd situations where if you have two stations in the same format, often they do better than huh. singly. You'd, you'd be surprised that that would happen. Power 106 still kind of in the doldrums. I guess the morning show hasn't picked up too much. Go country down to a eight, which surprised me. So big question, though, where is KABC? They're not even on the ratings? They're not on there, but that's not because they've totally disappeared. They don't subscribe anymore. KSPN oh. and uh, and uh, KABC both decided not to subscribe to Nielsen, so they don't show up on the list. And you think, okay, so why not? Well, it's one of those things. I guess they feel they can be successful enough with the – and Dave can actually – I know he knows more about marketing. But I, I think the idea is – they don't need the ratings to sell themselves because they can go to the local places and say, "Hey, we we have your market. We know how to do it and we can try to spread it that way. At least that's the the theory."
2: Yeah. They they it's an ROI analysis and they they the ratings cost a lot. They really do. So, how much they, do they They have? just I I can't off the top of my head tell you, but it is other than personnel, I believe it is the biggest single expense.
1: Wow. Wow. Mhm that's a lot man, uh, i i would man. consider dropping it if uh just because especially if you're a lower rated station you're you're not helping yourself anyway
2: yeah could be unless you unless you can really dig in there deep and find the uh demographic and the day part and so forth where you, right. you have a story to tell uh everybody's number one somewhere in the race <laughs> <laughs> This That's is the right. number
1: one podcast that we tape yeah. on Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the number one podcast
2: taped on Tuesday afternoons at four p.m. Right, in, exactly in Los Angeles.
0: <laughs> All right, the uh, column this week is a nice departure for you and for this podcast. From as a matter of fact, because we're gonna we're gonna talk, and you did in your column about the things we like on the radio. Right. Richard outlined a bunch of stuff he likes that he hears on the radio and uh, we'll add a little at the end or, or while you're chiming in, but what, what, what do you like on the radio,
1: Richard? First off, it was the, it was the counterbalance to the Jerry Mm Colliano's mention about what turns listeners off but we want to focus it's something i kind of want to do is focusing on the positive so the things i really love on radio are things that make me feel good when i'm listening to the radio and the three things that kind of stick out or a couple things that stick out to me is mainly the woody show and booker and striker on uh, on alt 98 7 they they are kind of doing against the odds because here they are in, on an iheart station and iheart has a, a deservedly bad rap for their um for their what they've done to radio but here they are in los angeles doing what radio's supposed to be it's locally focused even though woody does a syndicated show but it's still a locally focused show and he does the syndication it's kind of a weird situation where he actually does a bunch of shows i think is, is how it works but he's still local he does things for the local audience and booker and striker are certainly local and uh, they're just fun shows to listen to good music mix not as many new songs as I necessarily like, but it's still great and uh and it's a good mix so i I really like listening to both those shows, and I'll listen on my headphones as I ride my bike to work uh not hearing cars and stuff like that. <laughs> So what else do I like? I still like Go Country, even though the ratings were down. I, I, I like anything where the uh, instruments are played, so I like the the mix of country music. It's kind of like a top 40 of country, in a sense, and that's what countries become. I like KFI News. I think they do a great job of keeping news interesting without being uh, overtly biased. And in a lot of ways, I think they do a little bit better job of that than even KNX, even though KNX is the station of record for Los Angeles. They they do kind of an odd thing sometimes where they let the, uh, the personalities kind of talk about things, and I know why they're doing it. They want to make it more personalized, but it's not the news radio that I grew up with, and it seems a little bit more – they're injecting a lot of personal opinions into things now. Yeah, you're talking about
0: KNX there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now KFI – has always had a strong news department though. It's still Chris Little, right, who is yeah. in charge yeah. of the news over there and yeah. he's always he's always had a strong uh news department.
1: Even before him, the, I mean KFI's had a strong news presence and a strong news department since the station began. They've never yeah. let it drop.
2: They so. do a nice job of making the news sound urgent, important. Right. But not in a campy sensationalistic way right Right. yeah and and maybe it would be difficult for a station like KNX that has a a clock that gives you news and sports and information around the clock as opposed to turning it back to personalities um, uh, for most of the hour Uh, maybe it would be difficult to maintain that same feeling of uh, urgency and and importance around the clock as opposed to just top and bottom i don't know that but, makes uh, sense but kfi does a really nice job of that
1: well and and knx is trying to go more in depth they i don't think they always necessarily go more in depth but they're trying to do that so there there's a difference it's kind of the difference in the old days between kfwb and knx as well so yeah exactly anything else richard now that was all I mentioned. There are other things that I'll probably bring up, but uh, I've already had some uh, readers write in and say, "Hey, uh, besides uh, besides Alt, you have um, uh, Klein and Alley on uh, on uh, K Rock, and yes, that's also a good show." And um, you know, there's there's a lot of good things happening in radio right now. Uh, kind of like I said, it's kind of against the odds, and that's what I want to hype.
0: Yeah, and the, the drive time is is stronger than we give credit to. Oh
1: yeah, in and, and LA. Dave, Dave was ahead of his time. If you think about it. Remember when he put together their afternoon show on uh on uh, the sound?
2: Yeah. I've yeah. tried to forget. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, <laughs> No, no. Uh, was that
1: Readings Lee successful for you guys uh when you're doing it? No, not really, but um
2: yeah, but it was it was a good show. It really was. In in um yeah. You know, it, it was, it happened at a time when some other things weren't going well for us overall and, you know, falling tide or a, a sinking tide, either one is not good for the whole station. So I won't blame afternoons at all, but, uh, eh, you know, that's, it's, you're right though, that I think radio, I, I love the new positive Richard Wagner. You are just I'm going to, <laughs> I'm, I feel good when I read your column. Um, it's, it's, it's great. And and I think what you've identified here is that, okay, maybe the iHearts and Odysseys and these big companies are making continuing to make huge cutbacks that especially impact content, local content, in the smaller markets. I mean, you've got you've got markets that are not tiny where they're completely remote controlled. Uh, right. but the uh, But in the major markets, iHeart has not been shy about spending money on talent in LA and New York and in major markets where it makes sense. So uh, Woody being a prime example of that, uh, being willing to step up and pay big boy a lot of money on real is an example of that. Uh, Seacrest, yes, he's syndicated uh, around the country, but he's certainly an example of that. And in New York, they've got the Z100 guy in uh, New York yeah. doing mornings, he's definitely valued as well. So, uh, you know, more power to him and, and and radio has to go that direction because as a streaming music service, it ain't happening for AM and FM.
1: There's there just mm-hmm. too many alternatives that you can already get that you need to have something that is locally yeah. contented. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And again, you focused on drive time and both the drive time shows morning and afternoon and alt is great. And as you mentioned, um, K-Rock has a good drive time lineup as well, both in in the morning and the afternoon. And I'd also add in into that mix
2: KLOS. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, KLOS is invested in afternoons and, you know, allowing that show to play. Maxwell's silver hammer at 10 minutes after five in drive time is not a good move, but, uh, but overall it's a great, it's a great, great effort that they have them on there. 46% of radio listeners listen only in the car, according to Edison research and of 13 to twenty fours, which tells you where things are headed. 58% only listen in the car of, of radio listeners in that generation. And when you ask 13- 13- to 24-year-olds, which is easier to use in the car, 66% say AM and FM, and 30% say streaming audio. hmm But when you ask them which is more entertaining in the car, 31% say AM and FM, 69% say yeah. streaming audio. That's yeah. interesting.
1: What are so, they listening to on the streaming audio?
2: They're listening to Spotify and podcasting and all of that
1: stuff. It could be anything.
2: Yeah. It could be streaming AM and FM, and there is a significant amount of streaming AM and FM that is now uh, happening out there. But when you're competing with other streamers, you are going to have to have a differentiation like personalities against the other streaming services. Mm. Or if you're just competing on a music basis, you cannot stop down for 12 to 15 minutes of commercials an hour and be competitive as a streaming music service.
1: You know, the commercials stick out more when you're when you're primarily a music station. They kind of blend in a little bit more with talk. And I think that's one of the reasons that, you know, when when you're listening to uh, the mornings or afternoons on K-Rock or Alt or whatever, you're not. Maybe the commercial breaks aren't as long. I haven't actually checked, but it doesn't seem like they're as long as they used to be. So maybe they're figuring maybe there's a renaissance in radio. You never know. Be, so.
0: Well, at least in drive time, because I've noticed a lot more focus on the drive time things than maybe 10 years ago. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But when we were growing up in the 60s, drive time was was the the time to listen to the radio. You yeah. know, you had you had Morgan on KHJ in the morning and you had Don Steele. And that was that was the center of the programming. And then it sort of lost its its way i don't know why and now it does seem to be coming back a little bit am i am i off base here
1: i, I think you're right yep. dave can confirm it because he knows everything but i think you're right. <laughs> uh,
2: well radio listening continues to decline slowly uh, not in reach but in time spent uh, it's right. death by a thousand cuts with all these yeah. other Alternatives, as you've mentioned, right. but you're absolutely right that uh, drive time is important. And from a content standpoint, they've they've to be competitive. They're going to have to have to differentiate from streaming services. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, if you want to use your app and not listen to the radio at all, you have the alternative of podcasting. You could listen to this podcast in your car if you have the proper I bet app. That's
1: what people are doing.
0: That may be. Yeah, that may be interesting. Drive carefully, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> drive drive carefully. <laughs> Eyes <laughs> drive on
2: care- the on the road there.
0: Yeah, oh, right, exactly. But anyway, the point is, podcasting is growing. Dave has just got back. Well, it's been a month now, but he just got back from a big podcast convention, right? Was that a podcast yes, convention? It was, in uh, Vegas? Yes,
2: it was. It was. It was. Did at you the, behave yourself when you were in Vegas? I definitely did. Yeah, oh, I, I. That's believe. bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Vegas and me don't have much to to. to you know. Well, then you it can was, tell us what went
0: on at the podcast convention then.
2: Well, it was depressing in some ways just because of where it was held in the old um, was the Hilton the Las Vegas Hilton back in the Elvis days when he had his residency there um, it um, has not been remodeled since yeah um, and and so the industry didn't uh, the reviews for the location were not real good from everybody so that's that's the first thing that podcasting people mention is like really we had a place smelled it was disgusting um and so as an industry we didn't feel the love there but the data that uh, keeps coming back in podcasting is very very encouraging now there are cutbacks out there and there's a shakeout going on and the big companies are, are trying to figure out now that they've spent millions upon millions acquiring content, how they're going to make money with that content. There's a lot of pressure out there, and the industry is is reacting. But the medium continues to grow. From last year to this year, it was 26% of the population listened to a podcast in the past week, and that's up to 31% Mm. continues to grow. Of 12 to 34s, that's 40%. Mm. And it isn't just young people. 39% of 35 to 54s are uh, listening to podcasts in the past week. So very, uh, very healthy, very encouraging. The uh, Edison Research believes that there is an opportunity for 55-plus listening for baby boomers to come to podcasting because that's still on the lower side, bringing those averages down. And it could be that there just hasn't been that much content for them or that they, you know, can't figure out the technology or don't want to figure out the technology. I I would think that that
0: may be a bigger factor just based on people I know Yeah. that, you know, you tell them you're doing a podcast. Well, how do I listen to this podcast? Yeah. And and then they don't understand it. And Yeah. yeah, so
1: I showed someone one time how to do it. He goes, oh, this is easy. So now yeah. he's listening he's listening oh, to stations on the app. So whatever. That's
2: a favorite thing. It doesn't happen that much anymore because so many more people know how to access podcasts. But that used to be a favorite thing of me to do for me to do at lunch when somebody said, Podcasts, I don't know how to listen to those. I would just mm-hmm. give me your phone. Come on. Just yeah. give me your phone. And then I'd find the app and I'd say, Now you're listening to a podcast. Huh. You know, it's 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 very very easy, but they don't know how and they apparently haven't been given enough reasons to figure it out my brother in um in texas who's a little older uh one of the podcasts that i produced he says yeah you know i checked that out it was really good but for some reason i couldn't get the uh i couldn't get the pictures to come through on my phone <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> um and that by the way that brings up One of the central topics at this podcasting convention and at other recent podcasting conventions going back a few years, but there seems to be more and more talk about the role of video in Mm. podcasting. And a lot of people will say, oh yeah, I love podcasts. And to them, it's some video thing that they watch on YouTube that they consider to be a podcast. The, The definition of podcasting does vary in people's minds. One thing that I think everyone is feeling, though, is that eventually podcasts need pictures. They may not need moving audio. It may not need to be slick produced video, but at least having the option of seeing some slides, some uh, some pictures that line up with that stuff, and then there's people working on the making that screen version of the podcast interactive to where when Richard talks about his columns, you could click through while you're listening and it would take you right to the uh, Orange County Register or Daily News site or whatever newspaper you want that has the column. And then, of course, you'd you'd hit the paywall and you'd have to figure out whether you wanted to pay for it. it was,
1: <laughs> <Yes>. It's gone. <laughs> just ask for my password. <laughs>
2: yeah, you could just share the password here yeah. on the uh, podcast. Yeah. That would be good. Rich. Yeah, you that would that.
1: be. I'm sure that would go over no. well with my edit.
2: <laughs> They'd never know.
1: No. So the, the <laughs> they don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The visual thing is becoming more important, is what you're it saying. Is.
2: It is. It's just an expectation of these younger demos that every medium, medium they consume is going to be on a screen. And, yeah. you know, they're going to be, they want the option to glance at the screen and see a picture that's related to it or whatever. Even though, I mean, my kids, and you know, I hate to be that guy who's an expert on everything because of uh, the uh, habits of, of two teenagers they observe at home. Um, but here goes they have screens going all the time yeah. yeah and and it's you know when we used to study by putting on an album or fm radio or whatever when we were their age they they have a screen going and it might be talking and whatever but or music or whatever but they have a screen going while mm-hmm. they study their and do their homework and stuff my daughter won't take a bath without having YouTube playing in 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 the background and she doesn't look at it that often but it's there and so I think everything is going to have to be on a screen
1: uh, and there's all those devices that that do it so easily now too like the Echo Show whatever it's called and the you know the Google thing yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, it's funny because Apple doesn't offer that, and I remember thinking, when are they going to offer that? Because I, I I got an Echo Show for free when I bought something else at Best Buy, and I like it. It's it's now my alarm clock. Oh, cool. Now,
0: am I understanding right that YouTube is jumping more and more into the podcast business yeah. and trying to compete a little bit with Spotify? Is that yeah. is
2: that correct? They are. Uh, they have a podcast tab now on their home screen where you can go to quote unquote podcasts. So yes, they are trying to compete more and more. They don't, to my knowledge, uh, I I don't know if this is changing yet, I don't think so, the metrics are separate. So Mm -hmm. whereas you could play on Spotify and Apple and Stitcher and iHeart and all these other, your podcasts could play over there, it contributes to your total that you're selling to advertisers on YouTube, you've got to present separate totals still mm. and say, and over on YouTube, we have this number,
0: <laughs> you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. So
2: once they join in, they're so big, maybe they have made um, the calculation that they don't want to kind of join the community in that sense. Uh, Cause they are just so big. And you see so many surveys that'll say, you know, what's, where do you listen to podcasts? And people will say YouTube and, and, I think that's two things. As I said before, people's definitions of what podcasts are vary, and YouTube is just so ubiquitous, so big these days that it's kind of the answer to every question. You know, where do yeah. where do you listen, Get your music, YouTube. Where do you get your podcast? YouTube. Where, where how do you brush your teeth? YouTube. You know, it's yeah. everything is YouTube.
1: Yeah, they have a head start. They they they've, they've been the video yes. place for a long time. True. And they used to have shorter ones. Now they have longer ones. So it kind of makes sense.
0: Let me ask you about the uh, people that attend the podcast conventions now, because in the early days, they were ma and pa people showing up to podcast conventions and, you know, just individual people and all of that. Now, is it still that? And is there a more of a corporate presence at these uh, conventions?
2: Yes and yes, it is both. Now, the one in Las Vegas is the smaller one that podcast movement Uh, does every year that is designed to be a little bit more industry geared. Uh, They do have some sessions for more of the hobbyist type podcaster, Mm -hmm. but it is definitely more geared towards the suits at the bigger convention that they do in August each year. They try to bring every, Everybody in and they have panel tracks. uh, You can pay for a a lower uh, cost sort of registration to just do the more hobbyist sorts of events and things like that. Uh, That one's going to be in Denver this year. That um, so that that that's the bigger one. And that brings in more of those folks. There are fewer suits. In general, I'd say going to podcast conventions as a whole, they're still there. But as you've had consolidation of the industry, it's less important that the senior leadership of these companies Mm -hmm. have a huge presence. They might show up and do a panel or a speech or something like that, but they're in and out. They are not walking the hallways. Gotcha. Um,
0: Yeah. If someone's trying to do a podcast and there's still a, a chance for you to get your way
2: into the into the podcast business then, right? It's always been difficult to get, to be successful in podcasting as a small player, but it is possible, sure. Mm. Uh, it's becoming more and more like the music business where you say, well, hey, you know, uh, a little band starting out, can they make it? Well, sure they can. But at some, somewhere along the line, mm. they probably want to get picked up a bigger company that can help them get more exposure and all of that. The two big issues in the business are discoverability, you know, having somebody find your podcast. It could be yeah. the best podcast in the world, but there's no such thing as organic audience growth. Right. You need to invest in marketing to to grow. And the And the second thing is monetization, you know, figuring out how you're going to sell ads and get financial support. Uh, for a podcast, one kind of begets the other, but you need both. And on the on the revenue front, I'll mention that um, podcasting was a two billion dollar a year business last year, wow. and by next year, it's going to double to four billion.
1: Okay, so the money
2: going to where's the money going? Um, Joe Rogan gets one bill. <laughs> and- <laughs>
0: And when Tucker Carlson starts his, he'll get the other billion. So that Ooh, you yeah, saw that you news go. today. Yeah. He's wow. going to do it on Twitter though, right?
2: Yes. He's going to do it on Twitter, which is a really interesting move for Elon to make. Right. The same concept. We talked about YouTube, you know, podcasts can
0: be done anywhere. Really? Right. Uh, if you figure out how to market it, <laughs> Tucker has some built in marketing, I guess. Uh, but he you know he could do it on Twitter and be as successful as any other podcast platform, right
2: yeah, I mean th- there are just as many racists there, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't, don't
0: get Richard started now <laughs> hey, yeah. <stop> uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right well, uh, we're gonna check back with you about the podcasting thing because as as anybody that's listening to this show knows. We've sort of, um, we cover radio, but we cover the alternatives to radio as well. And, and podcasting is becoming bigger and bigger as the numbers are showing that Dave has given us. So we're going to keep on it. And it's great to have you as part of this because you can you can uh, update us on where the industry is going.
2: I'm glad to be here. Always honored to be invited back. Uh, enjoy this podcast. Love Richard's columns. I do pay for the paywall just so I can read them. Um, but <laughs> does it, d- does one paywall cover all, all the paywalls? It covers all of them, yeah. Oh, good to know. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you, guys.
0: We're going to take uh, next week off. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another edition of Radio Waves.